Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm Rodney. I'm Jamal. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Vince. And I'm Vashti. And we are Under, Under Construction. Construction. So today, we have a very, very special guest. Oh, she is Vashti Hurt from Carolina Blitz, and she is also a contributor to 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh. Everybody, welcome again. Vashti Hurt. Round of applause, y'all. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I'm a fan of what y'all are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you have a fellow trap music fan that you can yeah. talk to about all that garbage. <laughs> There's nothing better to. to listen to when you want to get hyped before a game, oh, before the club. You want to paint? <laughs> really? <laughs> trap and paint is the corniest concept ever. Hey, man, music snobbery at its <laughs> best. Oh, all right, let's get back on track. I'm sorry, everybody. So, how was your weekend, Washington? Um, it was actually, I actually took a break somewhat this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, everything has been go, go, go gotcha. uh, with the start of training camp. So I covered Fan Fest, and yesterday I kind of chilled. And I was going to go to training camp today, but I think I'm going to go tomorrow. I just need, gotcha. I need the, I need a bit of a break. So, Gentlemen, how was, you, how was your weekend? Um... <laughs> again? Oh. I need to be in the front row today, bro. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just keep it at yeah. that, man. Um, I'm here. I'm gonna keep yeah, it at that. With this, with this, uh, I'm gonna go with chaotic and very, very eventful. But yesterday was actually a good day. I went, went on the Crowder's Mountain, got Solid. in, got in a nice little hike, and then uh, my homeboy. Yeah, black people actually do nature stuff like that, y'all. Yeah. So feel free to reach out. Um, and uh, Arion, who will be on the show next week, kickball. he he's actually having a kickball tournament right now. And yesterday was a co-ed tournament, so I went down there and checked that out. There was a few thousand people down mm -hmm. there playing, and um, there was a team from I think DC that actually won it, five thousand dollars for playing kickball. Nice. And then Ooh. after that, I went and played laser tag last night, and um, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So. I had a pretty eventful day, and uh, I'm ready to just get here, ready to talk about these topics that we got going on today, so looking forward to that. We have a lot of talk topics today. Uh, we're going to jump into our back-to-back -back winning season segment. Why? We because yeah. we've never had any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's cute. I like so, that. <laughs> hey, we kind of harmonized that one, too. That was dope, man. So we're going to uh, start off with training camp. Uh, I'm going to defer to our training camp expert, expert right here. Uh, who, in your opinion, who was a uh, standout in training camp? Uh, so far, it's been Curtis Samuel, mm -hmm. um, but he usually has pretty good training camps. And DJ Moore, I DJ think Moore. he is really ready to step up and take that number one receiver role. I kind of like the way you say Curtis Samuel always has good training camps. And <laughs> 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 hey, there's no shade, though. Don't do that, Jamal. Like, there, there was yeah, no right. shade in that. Okay, all right. There was no shade. Curtis right, Samuel right. is uh, is a weapon. He's a speed guy, and... And hopefully he'll be able to stay healthy. All right, cool. Now, have you seen anything this year as opposed to uh, anything different from uh, years past that, that has you mentioning his name first? Uh, Curtis? Yeah. I mean, there there seems to be a, a bit of a confidence level there. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like getting the playing time that he got last year, now coming into camp this year, he kind of feels more comfortable with things and I see it with DJ too and they kind of have this rapport amongst them okay. among them where you know they they consider themselves the young guns in the locker room last year him DJ and Dante they call okay. themselves the young guns and so they have this they bring this little swag to the team that I think is needed to balance some of the vets that are on there okay. right. um, and they take that role 
you know, proudly. And so I, I feel like there's there's that youthful exuberance mm-hmm. coupled with that that bit of maturity that comes with going through this for the second time. Okay. Now you mentioned Dante. Um, have you watched the All or Nothing? See? Mm-hmm. Okay. He wasn't happy with the way that he was portrayed. With you having more of a bird's eye view than mm-hmm. the average fan, um, was he portrayed the right way, so to speak? Did they was it accurate? I don't know if justice? it was accurate. No. I, I think that they, I think they picked. You know, there had to be it, in those type of things. There has to be kind of like the villain, and he kind of played that villain role. I think in 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 that in that series. But amongst the team, nobody looks at him as a bad teammate okay. right. or a guy who doesn't want to listen. I think that you know that is also who he is. He's got, you know, you know, a specialist. They have this cockiness about them, yeah. and they have, and they have to have that cockiness about them. Really, the the good ones do, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I'd be more concerned if he just didn't care. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if, if he if he wasn't upset about the mistakes he made and being criticized for him, I'd probably worry more about that, man. So I personally, I kind of like to see it. So yeah, yeah. definitely. For all the reasons he said, translate yeah. on the field. Okay, what about the rookies? What are you seeing from the rookies? Um. Brian Burns is gonna be good. Okay. Uh, he what, has. Where did he go to school, Rodney? <laughs> uh, with the crab legs. <laughs> he has an explosiveness about him. That running back position will be really uh-huh. interesting, um, with, with uh, Holyfield and Scarlett. So it'll we're trying to figure out who is gonna really take that step. Gotcha. A lot. Holyfield has kind of been like a fan favorite. Okay. Really. Um, with him coming in as a as a undrafted free agent with the name associated with it, uh, with him, and so look out for that that you know who who comes out of that fray um, and makes the roster. Gotcha. Uh, how has the offensive line been performing thus far in training camp? Uh, they look good. Um, Little has had a bit of a rough. Rough time. I heard yeah, he's yeah. a little raw. He, and, he's and I, raw, but yeah, it's yeah. not. I mean, it's early. You right, know, right, right. usually with 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 linemen, they have to get in a rhythm. They have to, you know, they they really thrive off of kind of being in that group setting. Mm. They haven't you gotta understand. They haven't even played a game yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in scrim, I mean, in in training camp, they do, uh, you know, eleven on eleven drills. But it's it's very. You never have time to get in a rhythm. Gotcha. Yeah. So they may run three or four plays, and then the second second team will go in. So I, I don't think, you know, people, their videos of him getting, you know, just completely obliterated oh, out there. It's not, it's not, don't panic yet. Okay. Um, uh, Pilardi, he's still, we still don't know what's going on with him. I mean, the Ryan Khalil thing blew me, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. 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 He's, he's in the movies, I heard. New York is the top market. <laughs> paid $8.4 million. I, I, can make I, guess, now, I guess it makes it pretty easy to get any re- Were you able to gauge any reaction from the team when that was made public? No, we really haven't had access to them since okay. it was made public. They were off, and then they came for uh, Fan Fest. And really only uh, – it was kind of like a scrum environment. Most of the guys were ready to – speak to their families and stuff who were there. So nobody really asked a question. I don't know if anybody will ask the question. 
guys are so media savvy. I don't think they're going to come out and say how they really feel like, dude, like he's shady. But, <laughs> you know, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, you wish him luck. But when you're re- willing to give a guy who's played, what, 30 years, $8 million? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be mad at yeah, that either. So business. it's kind of like, yeah. Side of it. yeah, 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 yeah. So every year that I went to training camp, like, the the team always reaches this this point where they're fighting each other because they're just ready to go out and just hit somebody like they're so sick of seeing each other playing against each other it's like all right i gotta go hit somebody have they reached that point just Mm, yet not quite holyfield got into it with um i don't remember the guy's name but the when the refs came in mm-hmm. um the ref had blown the whistle he kind of held his block a little gotcha. long and it was kind of like see i asked the important but, questions like who fighting like yeah you know <laughs> get all so who fighting but there <laughs> have been no like but you know what i think you know before the super bowl season josh norman and cam kind of had yeah, that yeah, scuffle yeah, 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 yeah. like sometimes you need that you know cam said in the interview that there's really no like he's he's his jovial self but there's nobody on the team right now who who go back back okay. and forth with them yeah like okay. that was thomas davis so thomas davis had the presence he had been here for a while right, right, right. and he was good um so you know they kind of had that offensive defensive type of jarring um there's nobody on the team to really that really has that edge so we'll see we'll gotcha. see what happens okay so i'm gonna give you a name and i want you to just the first word that comes to your mind oh, just gosh. let me know what it is and i just want you to elaborate on what, however you want to okay I'm nervous about this. <laughs> Will Greer. He throws a nice deep ball. That's not one word. One word. <laughs> That's not one word. Save <laughs> <laughs> non- Non-threat. Oh. oh, please elaborate. Please elaborate. Will Greer is not all of this talk like Will Greer is going to come and take Cam's spot. No, there is the, the degree of separation between these two guys is so large like don't even think that th- that he is remotely a threat to cam newton's job yes he throws a nice deep ball every now and then but this man is not I don't care how much y'all want to see him come in and threaten cam newton there's no threat he's a non-threat okay now okay so that backup quarterback spot who's looking to take that one after a week um Honestly, I haven't really been looking that close at them. Because he's not a threat. Uh, Got you. I mean, (laughs) it's really been about how Cam, because it's really Cam. Like, it's not, the the number two guy will be so far below. I mean, it's such a drop off that, you know, we've been more looking at, okay, how is Cam looking? What is his, you know, this new throwing motion that he has? How is his shoulder feeling? How does he seem to be coming back? Because, you know, that backup that backup slot is is, is the backup. Okay. So, okay. What I, well, I think, I mean, I'll pay attention more to that in the preseason games gotcha. okay. when they get more PT, but it's hard to really gauge that in practice. Gotcha. So, how has, speaking of backup, how has uh, Rashawn Golden been performing? That was my next question. There's a reason why Trey Boston was brought in. <laughs> I'm not even. Ooh. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. It, it's just. I. It, it, listen. I'm not saying that he's been terrible, but you know that that position has been a weakness, and they improved it with the signing of Eric Reed. But I mean, we saw what happened last year when um, who was brought in that game and completely got 
burn the whole time. I don't know. It was all over. Well, which uh, which game Jones, are you talking about? Mike Not, Adams. No, no, no. The safety. Not Mike Adams. Um, gosh, I'll remember the name. Anyways, so yeah, their safety they were slow, and it's, that secondary has been an, an area of weakness. For, uh, so Golden has he's had his Golden has had his moments, but there's a reason why they brought in Trey Boston. Because all season, I kind of felt like the Panthers have made the right moves all off season. I mean, they improved the pass rush, which was obviously necessary. You know what I mean? They got a Got, they got the savior backup quarterback. Um, you know, yeah. it filled a lot of holes. But all season, like, why don't they go get a safety? Like, I kept asking this all season. Like, it's one thing y'all obviously need. Go get them, and we'll talk about that a little later on in this segment. Okay. But, yeah. I'll, I got one more question before we move on. Um, <clears throat> sometime last week, Cam Newton made a comment about he's feeling like uh, he was during his rookie year. Um, are you seeing that on the field with his attitude, the way he's playing? Um are you seeing Ricky Cam Newton? Do I, you want to see Ricky Cam Newton? I think, and, and I listened to that entire interview, and I think that the what he said kind of got, um, I know, it, it got misconstrued. It wasn't like he felt like he was a rookie again. Uh-huh. I think he felt like he's saying um, learning how to uh, condition his body and learning what to do and how far he can take things that kind of stuff he feels like he's a rookie because he's learning how to do things differently okay not that oh i feel like i'm a rookie again it's more like you know training myself knowing what to do when to take days off being more of a vet he feels more of a as a of a rookie role learning how to be a true vet okay what's up all right so we're going to move on to uh talk about the uh Saltiest man in Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> his name is D'Angelo Williams. Uh, he was on 610 AM. Uh, he had an interview with uh, Mac and T-Bone uh, about his comments with ESPN. Right. Uh, how do you guys feel <laughs> about D'Angelo uh, and, 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 and his, his thoughts on the Panthers? Let me let me go first, man. I'm gonna ask y'all. Hey, I'm gonna ask y'all a question. Uh, what year is it? It is 2019. Why are we still talking about D'Angelo Williams in 2019, man? Because yeah. he's salty. And how long has it been going? Since 2015? Earlier than that? 2014, maybe? It's 2019, and we're still talking about our running back from five, six years ago, man. Because he keeps making I, himself. I, yeah. Look, man. Well, I, we keep feeding the beast, man. We keep feeding the beast, and locally we keep feeding the beast, which is I'm pretty damn upset about, but we're not going to get into that right now. I don't get it. I, I, I truly don't get it because – you know, D'Angelo was let go under different ownership, uh, under different management. And, if, you know, if there's any any person or any entity to be mad about, be mad at Jerry Richardson. Be mad at Marty Herney. But why are you taking your saltiness and your anger out on your former teammates? That's what I, I truly don't understand that. I've heard that he's still salty about how the team and his teammates handled things when his mother died. And I think that's what and, and his his frustration and his anger I believe is justified. I don't think it's justified how he's directed. Let me I, I'm I'm glad you said that. I totally agree with that. Coming from somebody whose mother has passed away I, I totally understand where he may be coming from with that. At the same time man as grown men mm-hmm. You, ha- you handle your problems as a grown man. Mm-hmm. You don't air them out publicly. You get what I'm saying? Now, at the same time, 
he really hasn't aired out any any problems or grievances. He just isn't mincing salt when it well, comes to talking about well, the Panthers. But it but it but it's thinly veiled in shade. Yeah. I, I understand that. You get what I'm saying? But well, I'm, I'm, well in t- 2015 when he was released, he did have an interview with WCNC mm-hmm. in Charlotte. Uh, he just he aired out grievances. He was upset that he stated that I'm upset that nobody came. One person that came on the team was Greg Hardy, and so he kind of. When we get him and release him, he kind of threw everybody under the bus. Now, which which I understand his anger with nobody showing. Now, if 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 my mom passed away and you guys don't come to the funeral, I'm not upset because we we're all adults. We all have our own lives. You guys probably couldn't make it. But where his frustration comes from is that his mom was a part of the NFL's push right, to be right, the right. press cut. So when she was here, she's in all these commercials. Mm-hmm. They're doing all these events and all that. But then when she passed away, it's like Will Smith at the end of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like right. where's where everybody? So like at? she's why, not why here now. Yeah. So like now you guys don't care. And I think that specifically is where it's coming from. If if that wasn't if that wasn't the case, and you know she you know she just passed away, I don't think he's as upset. Look, uh, it seems like his gripe is then with the entire league. There, there's enough. We don't know what his relationship was with these guys in the locker room. Everybody has different relationships. You have mm-hmm. a guy who is a locker room guy, mm-hmm. you know, who everybody is cool with. They haven't even everybody shows up because this dude is is cool with everybody. You have other people who are standoffish, yeah. right. you know, so you can't be the standoffish guy or the guy who kind of removes himself in the locker room and then expect everybody to show up to show up for you yeah. at your worst moment. Plus, it was in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are other there are mitigating factors that come into play with this. I understand what you're saying about, you know, he she was kind of like the poster child for this, this um what was October? Everybody yeah, wears all the pink, and he yeah, colored yeah. his hair pink. And the the NFL has really been able to monetize off of that. But don't have a gripe with the Panthers. Have a gripe with the entire league. Yeah, He's right. directing yeah. his anger to the wrong people, and and it really comes off as as bitterness. Now, let me clarify. I don't. I'm not justifying his actions, but I'm saying I'm more so understand where the frustration coming from. Right. Let me. Let me. I, I feel like I need to speak on this more because. I know how this feels firsthand. It's a deeply hurtful thing, and you keep score sometimes. As, as wrong as that is to say, sometimes you 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 kind of keep score of, of who's been there for you, who hasn't been there for you, because it's so it's a, it's such a painful thing to deal with. At the at the same time, man, again, man, I just that thinly veiled shade, hurt, whatever you want to call it. I just don't think. Doing that on in public is the right thing to do. You get what I'm saying, and and just like Vastai said, there's so many mitigating factors as to why such and such could maybe couldn't have just made the funeral. We don't know. You get what I'm saying, but I, I just don't think the, the way he's maybe handling his grief is the right. Also, um, you're saying the way he keeps addressing them. A lot of times when these when he has these hot takes, whether it be in the interview or whether it be on Twitter, he's saying this. In response to somebody else. Right. Now, what, go ahead, Rodney. So, there was a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That came out last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a young lady named Abby said, lots of my close friends, friends, most in fact, did not go to my mom's funeral. It was out of state. And like an adult, I understood. And he replied back, sounds like you need better friends or your mom <laughs> just wasn't a nice wow. person. Damn. But I'm sure wow. you know the answer to that. 
But then your mom rest. Now, you know, okay. he got to let that hurt go. Now, I'm sorry. Now, wait. Let me. Let, I feel like I need to say. Now, up until three days ago, I was exactly where you guys are right now. I was like, D. Will, you need to shut up. Let the bitterness go. Let the hate go and, and move on. But this is this is how certain storylines get created because the tweet that Rodney just 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 read out um the the girl I think her name was like Abby or something she said that in response to another tweet and um after D Will went on first take uh I think it was like biased Panthers fan he said something to the effect that like D Will must be upset that Cam didn't go to his mom's funeral right. and that's why he keeps talking about him the way he does right and then Abby came back with you know I wasn't da 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 Here's my deal. I don't care that D. Will is a former all-pro football player. If you talk about me, to me, about football, basketball, whatnot, I'm going to keep it football, basketball. Right. But when Abby was like, nobody came to my mom's funeral, and I handled it like an adult because right. that's what adults do. Right. I can't get mad at D. Will for that response. What? That's an unreasonable. I, I'm sorry. I'm like, like, what's the difference? She just because did he's she a. Did she add him in it? Yeah. Just because, well, she didn't add him, but she responded she to the original. And then he was at he was added in the other. He was added to the okay, original. Okay, so if she's re- if she didn't bring the mother up, he did, and if she's responding saying that, okay, well, you know, at some point, you know, you can't. You can't necessarily be I, mad about it. I don't know. She, I have one thing. I have one particular thing I don't like about D'Angelo's response. Maybe your mother wasn't a nice person. person. Because that's, if, nice. Dirt, listen, that's dirty. Listen, dirty. listen. Dirty. If he would have said that to me, I would have. Did he delete that like, tweet? No, it's still there. Now, look. That's, I'm that's not saying, ugly. That's I'm not ugly. saying I would say that. I would never say that. But if you, when you bring family into it, I can't. You, I can't get upset for how somebody else responds. Hey, gloves are off and, when and you she, bring family into it, bro. She said, she said, like an adult, which insinuated that he was acting like a child. So I can't get upset at him for that response. But but don't say maybe that's your mother wasn't personal. a nice person, man. That's like, way too. That's, that's, can that's, we, that's, that's nasty. That's, that, that's that, below me, the that's belt. that's the line. That's the line. You don't Nobody cross said that line, anything man. bad about his mom. They right. really were addressing, you know, his, his bitterness. Behavior, right. Nobody said, oh, you know, his mom, maybe she wasn't nice to other players' moms. No. Like, for him to come at that girl's mom like that, now, does that was it, ugly. Does it help his case that he ended the tweet by saying that I hope your mom no, does no, nasty? No. 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 That's so. Let's no. let's let's like these these sacrimonious people who say who are nasty and then they say, "Well, God bless you." <laughs> and so, no, you don't want so God to bless no, wait, me. Okay, so okay, because you would just stink. Now here's right. the deal. Okay, we we in the grand scheme of things are nobodies, right? I think between Damn, we'll man. go with the no. Wait, wait. Let me hear this. Between me, Rodney, and Jamal, we probably have two hundred followers total on Twitter. Between the three of us, right? If I say something on Twitter to someone else that, well, maybe your mom just wasn't a nice person. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. But if a celebrity, (laughs) an athlete, actor, if they say it, now it's all of a sudden viewed different. Listen, D'Angelo Williams gets paid to play football, or he did, and now he gets paid to talk about it. With that type of profile comes a certain amount of responsibility. That's how I can say. Unfair or not, right? That's how I can say something on Twitter, and I'm not going to be roasted about it. That's because Vashti doesn't have the profile that D'Angelo Williams does. And with that profile comes responsibility, and he showed lack thereof with his, respo- with his reply. One other thing that he <laughs> stated was uh, that he really didn't love football. It was just a job. 
How do you guys feel about that? I have statement? absolutely no problem with that. He used he used it to secure the bag and to secure his you kids. You like D'Angelo, don't no, you? No, no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really trying to figure no. this out. And that's the that, that's the crazy part because, like I say, before a week ago, my comments about D. Will would have been vastly different than what they are right now. But leading up to this podcast and just going back and looking at this stuff, I don't have a problem. There's a lot of athletes who use that to secure the bag. Let, let me say this. Um. I, I believe there's certain things you just don't say, whether they're true or not. If I'm a coach, if I'm a coach, and I hear a player say, well, I really don't love this. I'm just here to get a check. How does that really sound? I mean, But he performed listen, at a high level, that, though. Listen, and, and that's fine. That is fine. If, even if he performed at a high level, my thought is, well, damn, if you really loved it, you could be better than what you are. If I'm a coach, maybe you could hold on do to the ball do y'all think he meant, Do you think he meant the fumble? Do you think he lined up and said, you know what? I'm going to fumble this ball right now. He, he just said he didn't love it. He didn't care. And he fumbled the ball. I was like, well, I'm still getting paid at the end of the game. So, check clears whether I fumble or not. So, if I'm a coach, I'm like, well, damn, dude. Like, you know, what, what's the motivation? Let me, okay, the jobs that you guys have right now. Would you continue to move about and do those jobs if you weren't getting paid? Well, it's not no. football, so. So, but so you because you're, you're getting paid, so it's the same thing. It's, How, it's the same thing. Di- different dynamic. Different dynamic. It's, there's there's a way different dynamic with a nine to five job or working for yourself, or whatever, than it is playing football and performing for a coach and a crowd that adores you and ownership and getting paid millions of dollars. There's a different dynamic, man. So. Not kind of false equivalent. I don't, bit, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, and I would be willing to bet that if you took a poll with the majority of the athletes that are, that are playing right now, they'll tell you the same thing. I'm here to secure the. I love the sport, but I would, I would, but I agree with him to some extent. Some of these guys don't necessarily, and they're different levels. Some of the guys may not love practice, but they love the game, mm-hmm. and some of the guys, you know, may love the camaraderie, but they may not love the sport. Um, so I think that there are different levels. I don't, I don't have a problem with him saying that he didn't love football, um, but there is a difference between guys who love football and who are passionate yeah. about it and guys who aren't. Let me ask you a question. What if Nick Batum came out tomorrow and said, I don't really love basketball. I just like getting paid. Wait, what was the response be? That's a false equivalency. It's a false Maybe it is. No, because the simple fact that Nick Batum has completely disappeared since securing the bag, we can't. It's What's a false, the difference? What is the difference? D will D will continue to perform at a high level. Nick what is a high level? <laughs> I don't have the stats. I don't have. I don't have the stats behind me. I don't have the stats behind me. Producer, producer. producer. So after he got that V extension, the one that essentially when, when, when Marty Hurdy was handing out Thanksgiving right. turkeys mm-hmm. to everybody, yeah. He never had a thousand yard season <laughs> after that until he went to Pittsburgh, <laughs> and he played. Uh, after that extension, he played five more seasons with the Panthers. Wow. And he was on that two and fourteen team. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He started. Because that's when Herney was right. handing everybody money. Yeah. The team that the team that averaged 12 points a game. Yeah. So right. Maybe he should have cared a little more about hmm. it. Again. Now, in addition to his drop off in, in, in rushing yards, he was sharing the back the backfield with Stewart and Cam Newton was entering his was third year. He was ending his third year during uh, when he got that new contract, and we know what Cam Newton does when he comes to rushing. So he was kind of it wasn't Jake Delhomme or or whoever we've had back there. Like Cam Newton was taking a lot of his yards away, 
So did did he go? You know what? I got the bag now. Let me go pull this Nick Batum before Nick pulls this Nick. Batum. <laughs> but see, you know what? There was, you wouldn't question it if he didn't come out publicly and say I didn't love football. Uh, th- again, sometimes things are better unsaid. <laughs> I'm so let me ask you a question. So when when he lost weight, when he went to to, to Pittsburgh and got motivated, so I, I, how do you explain that? Well, and Bad and what man. happened in Pittsburgh, I I think that's another situation where you aren't expected to perform. So, like, their expectations were low anyway because going into that season, um, Le'Veon Bell was supposed to be the, uh, the, in the, uh, the starting role. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh, Will was only supposed to play, like, four games or something. Um, I'm not prepared to speak on that right now. But when he was a replacement, there was no expectations. Right. Yeah, but he came in there with a lot of hype. Like, he, I remember when. They will? Yeah. Not him as himself. Like, he came in there talking about how he had all this stuff to prove and how he felt so slighted. So he was motivated then. He just wasn't motivated so more than his career in so, Carolina. So y'all are saying to him because he didn't care for football, but you just admit he was motivated when he went to Pittsburgh. Which means he lying. <laughs> 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 so somewhere, somewhere, huh? Somebody hey, ain't telling the truth. Hey, yeah, D. Will, if, if, if you see this, we need you on the show. We yeah, got right. questions, man. Got, supporter we got, and, and like, yes, I he has a real supporter <laughs> in this because... Look, I'll admit he he is bitter. Some of the stuff he he needs to calm down. So, but, but I just I understand the place of the, where the frustration is coming from. I but the, some of the criticisms of, criticisms of Newton and stuff. I, let's I get, completely let's, agree. Look, we probably gotta move on a little bit, but I want let's talk about that because there was a statement he made on ESPN where he was basically saying Cam was an average quarterback, right? And I'm just like, in what come world, on. dude? And like, that falls under my statement where I said how he's. Um, um, pointing out or whatnot that frustration. Right. Is, I, I don't. I don't get that because I that first take interview that he did about Cam Newton. I completely disagree with everything okay. he said about Cam Newton. Okay. Now, can, can, can I can I get some some? Can, can, are I we mean, friends you still, now? You still are a we fan. friends you're now? Still a fan okay. over are there. we friends now? Hey, look, I don't hey, know him, so hey, I can't say. Hey, that. Vince, hey, Vince, we're still friends, but I have a really old D'Angelo Williams jersey at the house. If you want it, though. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, bro. But um, now get get to the whole Cam Newton. Um, the the topic was. Cam Newton get back to his 2015 MVP year. And D. Will said no. And everyone else was like, yeah, I, I think he can. Here's the deal. I don't think and I don't want Cam Newton to get back to his MVP year. And the reason for that was because if you look at last season, even though he played with a bum shoulder and he only played 14 games, statistically speaking, his Best stats year. last year was actually better yeah, than his MVP season. Mm-hmm. So I don't want Cam Newton to go back to right. his MVP because right. he, he would actually regress. Right. So let's get last year Cam Newton back and we can do that. And I don't want him to go back to his MVP season because that would mean we would have uh, – the offensive coordinator from that year, and I definitely don't want that back. I don't even want to say his name, so let's yeah. please not go back to that. Oh, oh I, I, mean, I had a nightmare just now, man. Flashback. Yeah. But um, Vash, we we've kind of been talking a lot here. You're our, you're our guest. Um, definitely want to include you. What was your overall thoughts on the ESPN interview? I mean, I I, I tweeted about. It. I don't know what I said specifically. I just thought he was salty. I didn't like the insults to Cam. I thought they were they were. Um, 
they seemed a bit personal and wherever that wherever it came from but to say he was an average quarterback try to minimize oh he only has one mvp dude like you didn't even sniff an mvp and you you out here minimizing his mvp season like i i just didn't like it he he to me he gave um stats without context he talked mm-hmm. about his touchdowns stats versus inter- with the versus interceptions but didn't talk about his rushing touchdowns yeah. didn't didn't talk about his um his ground game so i just didn't i didn't like it it just seemed too personal and and that's one thing i always hate about the cam newton conversation um his rushing achievements always get yeah. discarded but simply because he's a quarterback mm-hmm. and and that's something that i always Never liked about that conversation right there. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, want to talk about Trey Boston. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. out, yeah. baby. Welcome back. Uh, to fill the void in the backfield that uh, Mr. Golden couldn't <laughs> put together. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Let me. Um, I'll say this, man. There, there. I saw it. Maybe it was a tweet or a report from training camp where they were trying out Russ Cockrell at safety, and. Yeah, they were. I, they were. I, I was flabbergasted. I just like, man, if, if that's the solution and safety, then we are in some <laughs> trouble. Seriously, man. And that's the first thing I thought. And then two days later, we signed Trey Boston, which I don't know what took so long. I, I seriously don't know what took so long for the, for the Panthers to feel this obvious hole. I, I think because Rivera has been saying they've been looking for answers at safety. This right. is not – the team? There has, well, in On, general. Okay. So I think that there may have been con- – and then um, uh, I interviewed or I was in an interview scrum with Boston mm-hmm. uh, at FanFest. And he alluded to the fact that, and, and I'm not in the I'm not in the room, I'm not signing the checks, but he kinda alluded to the fact that there may have been conversations all along. Okay. But when they got to the number that they both could agree on, that's okay. when the signing yes. happened. All right, cool. cool. So um I love the signing. Um yeah. but at the same time I'm a little disappointed in the signing. Why as well. Um, for the same reason that I don't want that I never that I advocated against Carolina signing Colin Kaepernick. Um, it's not well known, but Trey Boston is a is a uh, let's go with advocate of mm-hmm. social issues, and that's actually kept him <clears throat> from joining other teams. Now there's another team out there who are in need of a safety even more than uh, the Panthers, and they chose not to uh, reach out to Trey Boston. Would you guys like to guess that team? Sure. Saints? No, no, no. Go further west. Go further west. Further west. Further west. Like West Coast. 49ers? Yeah, 49ers. Oh. 49ers. And, and they drafted some kid out of Virginia. But uh, Trey Boston actually made comments that he believed that one of the biggest reasons he was able to come back to Carolina mm-hmm. was because of a change in ownership. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, and we don't, even, we don't even have to go, we don't even have to go um, down that road. But I think by Carolina signing Trey Boston, I think um, Tepper became the scapegoat again because now the rest of these bigoted owners they didn't have to pick him up but because Trey Boston gets signed it's like hey he got signed he he has a job now so you guys can't cry foul that that Kaepernick is actually being blackballed because we now have you know because I was wondering where you were going with this yeah. and yeah that I I get what you're saying we, now we have, we, I was lost too but you tied that in you, you tied oh, yeah. that in because you, 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 you about to have a whole room against you I know I was like 
Like, you're like Jamal. Where you like, Yeah, yeah. Did y'all not know? It took me a while to get there. I okay. get that, but I mean, we we when we signed Eric Reed because Eric Reed was a top was a top free agent at the time at his position. Same with Trey Boston now before he signed. So when we signed Eric Reed, we kind of like I feel like Tepper being the new guy, the uh, the new guy at the table. I feel like the league was kind of scapegoated there, and now we've signed Trey Boston as well. So I, I'm I'm loving that he's here. Um, the secondary got better, but once again, we've become the scapegoat for the rest of the biggest that, that are in the NFL. I, I think it's more of, I think, I don't know if Trey Boston's fight, it wasn't as publicized it as no, it everyone wasn't. else's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So outside of maybe, because I knew about his about his um, his issue, his, his social justice yeah. fight. Um, but people outside of the cities that he played in, even in Charlotte, I don't think a lot of Panthers fans really knew how passionate he is about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a, quite, a, quite a few people who didn't really pay attention to it until he mentioned the fact that he feels like he, uh, the change in ownership played a part in him coming back to Carolina. So I don't know, you know, I don't know if that, that I get what you're saying, but I do think that Tepper should be applauded in this situation. Yeah, still oh, applaud no, 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 him. No, no, still no, applaud no. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he, I mean, this man, he just really, like, he just, he, 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 he doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He gets it, in, but he doesn't care. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and that's what you need sometimes. People who don't care what other people think. Like we saw in the All or Nothing when uh, Eric Reed took a kneel mm. during the thing, and then he got him. He was like, "Oh, the world didn't." Need. <laughs> right. Like, I'm right. like, man, this dude. Right. Like, you right. know, I don't know what his personal views are. I don't know how he votes. But when it comes to the team, at least he's not locked in lockstep with these other, you know, bigoted owners who feel like feel like men or black men who stand up in their truth for who they are and 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 issues that affect us are a threat to them. Right. Yeah. We should give Tepper a billion dollars in the stadium. On the uh, South Carolina border. No. We're not going there. He ain't going there. You want to put a stadium down there? I think it's. I think it'd be better business wise. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Business wise, it'd be better. It's, it, it, I don't want to drive down there to go to football games. It, Charlotte it, is the nucleus. It's two states, one team. If yeah, this, if and it Charlotte was is right here. They got the they got a, exactly. Right. They got something. Charlotte is literally the biggest city in both states. It's right on the border. It's perfect place. It's, it's, it's gonna, it's a gonna stadium happen. in Fort Mill. It's gonna that happen. is so gross. It's, it might be gross, but it's gonna hey, happen. Hey, you can go to Carowinds after the game. <laughs> no, it's the facility happen. will be down there, but they will not build a stadium down there. Okay, time will tell. Time will tell. Hey man, look what I'm... happened. Look what happened to the Charlotte Knights. They took their stadium out of Fort Mill. Mm. Now they have. Now they sell more tickets than any other minor league minor yeah, league true. baseball team. Hey man, hey, y'all, economically we... it just doesn't make sense. Hey, okay. we, we still need a third string quarterback. I just want to throw it out there. We can we can have all woke team. You know what I'm nah. saying? <laughs> That's not a good idea. I would love that. I, I okay. <laughs> Listen. Um, I mean, no? I'm just saying, man. I don't man. know about that, man. <laughs> I mean, pure, purely football, purely football. I would love it, love it. Everything it. else, a little bit of distraction, maybe. Con- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when Cam, for whatever reason, doesn't take a snap and he goes in there before Greer. Oh boy, oh. Lord have mercy. Ooh wee. Hmm. 
It would never happen, but I. I hometown guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> second, second coming of uh, Delone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good stuff, y'all. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to know Vashti a little more. Who's that? Vash time, man. Vash time. It's okay. I was going to let it ride. Yeah, but thank yeah. you, Jamal. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'll, I'll, I'll get this thing started So why don't you tell everybody like How I influenced No, I'm just joking, man uh, tell, tell everybody how you got started in, in, this, in this crazy world of sports journalism What inspired you And how did you get started? I've always been into sports I played sports growing up um, And I actually was an investment banker For a while And a friend of mine the only two black girls on the trading floor. She started a blog. She was really forward thinking because this was probably like 10 years ago. Wow. <clears throat> and she started a blog and she wanted me to write a weekly sports column. I was like, okay. Because I would always be at the time on Facebook talking about sports, you know, talking about trades, signings, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll write it, but nobody's going to read it. So people actually started reading it. So I found myself... I was already, you know, spending work time looking at sports, but now I was spending work time looking at sports and writing about sports. So, um, uh, so it just, it just kind of evolved from there. I started working with Black Sports Online and I covered my first um, NCAA tournament and it was a wrap from then. It wow. was like, I had reached the point where I'd hated banking and I wanted something else. And when I covered that and I was, I was just asking for guidance, like, please, what is my passion? What am I supposed to be doing? And then I covered my first NCAA tournament, and then it was a wrap from there. And so I, you know, as all aspiring sports journalists do, they go out and they try to get somebody to hire them. And nobody was hiring a former investment banker with just cursory journalism background. Um, so I started my own outlet, and it's been... It's been ghost since then. I mean, I mean this in the most complimentary way possible. Before I say this, <clears throat> I remember, uh, why, why are you prefacing this? Because I remember you let me read your first sports article, and you were talking about Josh Norman's hair, and I said to myself, yeah, "You got kind of a long way to go." Josh Norman's <laughs> hair. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. no, <laughs> no, because Josh Norman wasn't even an elite. It, then. You talked about somebody's hair in the sports article, and I was like, "You might want to take that out the article." Why? <laughs> Now you see people more and more talking about fashion and stuff. I was ahead of the curve. But you, but, yeah. No, but you was like, he need to comb his hair. And I was like, come no, on. No, Jamal, I would have never said that. You <laughs> oh, are lying man. right now. Are you serious? Somebody, hey, you got to bring Jamal, the receipts, bro. You gotta where get are the receipts? You got to go back and find the article. But, it, you may be talking. Wait, I would not have put in that put that in an article, but I probably would have posted it on Facebook. Maybe. Mm. But, There's a difference. But back to the compliment. <laughs> no, I don't even want to hear it now because you just shaded me. This was, this was meant to be a compliment. <laughs> Your work is we, great now. We beefing. <laughs> he said now. We beefing. He said now. Really? So, okay. So let me ask you, where, where, where are you from originally? Um, Columbia. Sacramento? Yes. And you, and you don't, don't, really don't want to bring a team really, to the border? I don't really claim South Carolina, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. I'm from Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. Oh. You went to high school in Charlotte? No. In, Char- in Columbia? Yes. I'm from Charleston. I went to high school in Charleston for oh. my last year. I'm born in Charleston. Oh, really? Yeah. I went to UNC Charlotte. Oh. Completely abandoned. <laughs> South Carolina? Yeah, he's not hard South Carolina. Yeah, he's all, no, yeah. I'm both, but I hold on to South Carolina. I don't really hold on to South Carolina. South Carolina is... Um, 
I mean, it's where my roots are mm-hmm. on my mom's side, no, no doubt. But it's just South Carolina is about fifty years behind. <laughs> Ooh, and I just, I just can't get with it. I mean, when you cross that border, the stench of racism just hits you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> if you go west that way, <laughs> yeah, but I don't go that way. I just stay right here in Charlotte, go right. to Raleigh. I'm Charlotte. sorry, that flag came down when. <laughs> Like, like uh, and, and what did it take? What did it take? Okay, so um, getting back to the interview part, um, college and pro, give me your your basketball and football teams that you follow, other than obviously the Panthers and whatnot. Um, I cover UNC. I cover Duke. No, no, as a fan, growing up, oh, who, growing who did you follow as a I fan? Can't, I can't say this though. Oh yeah, you did. People, people are gonna be oh, like, oh, you're a fan, you're biased. I we do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I can't because. At, I will be shaded so hard. Oh no! They'll go back and recall tweets, and this is why you said this and this. Then and, that's how uh, it goes. That's I know how it goes. Fan of, but we Kirk Herb Street. Kirk Herb Street goes. I am not a fan of anyone right now. I am, you know, who were a you, lover of all sports. Who were you a fan of? I grew up. up um, did you say NBA? I wasn't a fan of teams in the NBA. I love Penny Hardaway. He was my favorite player. Penny Hardaway and Michael Jordan. So by default, I like those teams. Okay. Um. I didn't start watching football till I got to college, uh, so and I was here in Charlotte, so of course I naturally uh, started following the Panthers. And um, <laughs> come on, I I, I grew up in um, it, probably in high school. I was an avid uh, Duke fan. Oh boy, jeez! I know. See what I'm saying? Oh, now you got me gosh. on tape saying this. But guys, I'm not a Duke fan anymore. I'm just. You're just a professional. I'm just a professional non-biased reporter who That's covers right. Duke and UNC. So let me ask you a question. So being a female in the industry, what are some obstacles that, that you face on a daily basis, like in the locker room or just just trying to get access? I don't have obstacles. Well, access is a thing. The locker room is people think, oh, guys are hitting on you. Like these these are men. These are professional men. I don't have any problems in the locker room. I have not been, um, I haven't been hollered at. Nobody's been unprofessional. Um, sometimes, like with college, like the guys may be taken aback when I walk in. Sometimes, um, but usually, like once they get to the level of a UNC or a Duke, they've seen women in the locker room gotcha. before. So I, it's just it's really professional. Um, the coaches and the scouts are one you need to look out for, but I'm not going. Oh. We're not going to get into any stories. Oh Access is more of a problem, mm-hmm. especially with me being independent, mm-hmm. black and a woman. Um, I have to jump through a lot of hoops uh, to get access. Um, I probably have to show more. I have to show up more. I have mm-hmm. to do more. Um, but you know, UNC has been great um with giving me access duke has been great with giving me access and i'm working on the panthers so you know they they have been giving me more access what's been your favorite event to cover so far ncaa tournament oh no acc tournament hands okay okay now you've mentioned a lot of teams but one team i haven't heard yet oh boy oh i don't do the hornets Why not? When you say you don't do them, do you, you don't cover them? I don't really cover the Hornets. I have reached out to the Hornets several times. It's not like they have an abundance of people covering their sport teams. Yeah, it's why teams. we started this podcast. Right. Yeah. So it's it's for some reason the Hornets are have this um 
uh, antiquated view on media and coverage. And so now, if that. I can't even get a response to an email, I'm not even going to mention them on my site. Let me ask you this. Do you think... Do, hmm? <laughs> do you think they have that antiquated view because they are afraid of what media outlets say to them? Do they, do you think they want, I don't, I just think, I don't know. I don't think that that's it. I just feel like you have some people who understand that the industry is changing Mm -hmm. that, you know, now people have a choice with where they go and get their sports content. It used to be, Oh, you have to go look at the new newspaper. Right. You don't have to go to the Observer anymore. So, so my second question: Do you believe it's quite? It's it's a little archaic. It's like, very archaic. Okay, All it's right. very archaic. It's archaic. It's like okay, well, if you're a newspaper or such and such, okay, well, you know, we'll let you in. Or I've seen some people who have zero following and really bad content, and they're letting. I don't understand mm. what the uh, parameters are. It's not very consistent. <laughs> I say something yeah, so leave it alone because I know what you think. Leave it alone. You know what I was thinking. I know it's not. Thinking. It's not very consistent, but. You know, Carolina Blitz has tried to, you know, cover the Hornets. And even I was managing editor for editor for SB Nation's Hornets site at the Hive for a while. And they wouldn't give us access. And this was, you know, a site affiliated with, you know, uh, Vox Media. And they would not, we don't credential blogs well. is what they said. So it's just, I feel like the Hornets, honestly, the Hornets, have are missing out on huge opportunities yes. to yeah, grow their really fan good. base even in times where the team isn't as good there are ways to keep your name out there and relevant and 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 have coverage of your team ever uh, going constantly i don't even hear about the hornets during the off season unless they're sending some type of corny tweet on twitter and somebody sends it to me <laughs> and say look how corny the hornet social media team is so it's just you know, I feel like there's a lot of room. There are podcasts, there are people who really want to cover this team, but you have Rick Brownell in, or Bonnell in this. There's yeah. one more. Rob Boone from uh, The Athletic now. Now, but that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And you need, honestly, you need more voices in that press room. Now, because, oops, and I'm sorry, sorry. I don't, no, I don't no, mean to be good. long-winded, no, no, you're but good. I was just I'm having sorry. this conversation with my mom. Media, and this was you know, surrounding everything that's going on in the media right now, oftentimes the conversation is driven with the media and not necessarily the people who are on TV. People think, oh, TV, uh, they might drive it, but the writers really start it. Right, and then right. the people on TV carry it on. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have diversity, if you don't have uh, a, a, a varied number of opinions in that locker room, you're only getting that one perspective, and and it, and it does a disservice. Well, at least they're consistent with the confusing moves they make. So <laughs> <laughs> now, with the Panthers, with the with the old regime, um, I've heard a lot of rumors that the reason why they never really got criticized the way that we probably felt that they should in the past was because it came from the top that if you speak on this in a certain way, we're going to take away your credentials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard that too. You think that's kind of the same thing that the Hornets are doing? They're just trying to control the narrative in a way? I mean, you, with so, it's different, though. With social media, you can't control the narrative anymore. Like, I can go and tweet something, and it goes viral, and here's a new narrative, right, you know? Right. So I don't, I don't even know if it has to do with that. I just think they may be, they may have an old school, just out of touch. old mm-hmm. school, out of touch view about things. Right. Um, 
I don't even know what the narrative is around the Hornets at this point. Well, uh, we, we don't we, have a new yeah, we don't have a yeah. Hour. So there is no narrative. <laughs> yeah, that's the narrative. Yeah, 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 Michael yeah, yeah. Jordan, the grand wizard of all things, can't do that. That's don't, the narrative. Don't trash Michael. No, we, no, don't. we don't. We don't. We, we, we don't. don't. Okay. We're, we're we're I, I think that yeah, people, people, we we won't get into that. That's a whole <laughs> other conversation. <laughs> but Michael Jordan no, isn't the problem. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Right. Uh, we appreciate somebody else saying that. We appreciate that. We were able to get the tenth pick in here today, so we appreciate <laughs> it. A little bit, just a little bit. We got a segment in here. Let's right. switch gears. How did you get affiliated with a uh, ninety-nine Defender Um, I actually know. Recent K Mag, they have a show called The Sports Shop, and there aren't many black people in you know in media. Yeah. So you see each other a certain amount number of times. You you speak and. And I was, and I had been on the show a couple of times before, um, and you know, done done just interviews about something that's going on, and we had discussed me doing a regular segment, and so it's kind of I've been doing it for a little over a year now. Cool. Okay, how's the uh, the growth of Carolina Blitz been for you? It's been it's been really good. Like last year, honestly, this is a grind. I mean, y'all understand it. So before last year, I was like, man, it just doesn't pop off. I'm going back to corporate America begrudgingly, but I'm going back. Mm -hmm. And then I get seasoned for UNC and Duke. And last year with Duke, that was a huge deal because of Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. And it was just a really exciting team. And it really grew my exposure. And I kind of started getting in with the Panthers. And now I'm getting in with the Panthers more. So it's like... You will be led to where you have to go. And sometimes you will be tested just to see if you can persevere. And if you persevere, you will reap the benefits of that. And I feel like I'm starting to. Yeah, we definitely need it. And and listen, it's hard. I, I get it. Um, but if you persevere, you will start to see the reaping of the benefits and I'm starting to see it now. Okay. Um, how do you go about getting credential? Um, it's for, different. For it's watching. different. It's different for every, because there's there are different people credentialing with with different you know outlets. So, for example, with UNC, you have to show the guy who credentials for UNC. He has to see your body of work. It has to be consistent. He has to think it's up to par, and you have to show up. Basically, some people, if you know somebody, they'll let you in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, like with Duke last year, it was. You know, showing up, doing the work, you know. And I don't take no for an answer. That's another thing. Like, okay, you going to tell me no? Like, I know the Panthers guy, Steve Drummond. I'm sorry, Steve, for emailing you like a thousand times. But he (laughs) he finally responded. That's all I needed. I needed one response. So, you know, you you have to be persistent. You have to have work. And honestly, it's it's still a bit antiquated in some instances because – they want to see writing. Yeah. It, there has to be a writing component is what I'm, I'm showing. Like videos are good. You can have a huge social media following, but I see some people who don't have a huge social media following, but they have written content and they get access. So you have to be able to write. And I'll tell people Duly that all noted. the time. Yeah. You have to be able to write and have some type of written content that complements or goes along with your podcast or your video content so that's always important i'll um i'll ask one more question and then i'll let you guys have it because i feel like i'm still in nah, y'all ahead, man. um you mentioned all the things that you're doing and you've had to do how do you balance that with life your social I life you, you... <laughs> no, I, I, 
I don't. So I took the summer off, and okay. you need to do that. Uh-huh. So like, so for after I had, I always I thought I was going to the final four last year. I didn't go to the final four. And so after basketball season was over with, I really like every now and then I might write something, but I just took off. And now that football season is go. It really is go. So like literally I have something to do every day, but I have to say like today I wasn't feeling the best. I was going to go from here straight to training camp, but I'm not feeling well. I know if I'm not feeling well now, I can't go to training camp tomorrow. I can't fly to Chicago to cover the preseason game. So you have to take days off. But there's, it really is no balance. Like I'm by myself and I'm covering four teams. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's there, there, there are no days off. You just have to have moments of reprieve. Okay, that's cool. What now? Do you have a team that you work with that helps you out with all this? What do you mean? Um, with like with Carolina Blitz. No, it's just it's you. A one woman show. So, right now. Right now. Right now. It's. It, it, I would love to work with people. I'm just apprehensive. And I have people, oh, I'm going to work with you. But you have to be careful because, you know, and I said this before, as a black woman, my leash, like everybody else's leash may be this long, but my leash is this long. Mm-hmm. So let somebody mess up yeah. under my name right, right. and I'm done yeah. for. Yeah. Right. So right, right. I can't go to advertisers and say, look, guys, I have this access. I have UNC access. I'll mm-hmm. be at all the games. Or I have Duke. I have Duke access. I'll be at our Panthers. And you can attach your brand to these teams and this access that I have. If I lose that, I have nothing. Right. So I, it's hard for me to grow a team uh, with people who I can trust to do the job just as good. Or maybe not just as good, but, you know, do the job that would be up to the standard that these people hold me to. So do you have any, like, close media relationships with anybody within the Charlotte market, like, 16, uh, anything like that. Um, Kyle Bailey, he's a cool guy. Gotcha. I've been on his show a couple of times. He seems to be like he's a he's a he's a he's. I got a funny story. <laughs> you were on sixteen. No, oh, I don't want to hear your story because you already told a story about me talking about somebody's hair. Oh no, man. no, this this is not a reflection on you. It's more of me. <laughs> you were on sixteen the fan one one afternoon with uh, Frank and Kyle. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all talking about the Hornets. And there was some angry guy that called oh, to the gosh. show. And you were like, man, that voice sounds familiar. I, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Matter of fact, this was during the golf tournament. Yeah. Somebody said, I, I don't remember, but um, he said, they didn't mention your name. No, they didn't. But the way it came across, I said, I called you afterwards. I was like, man, Jamal, was that you? <laughs> like, yeah, that was me. I said, oh, God. Black <laughs> I know, exactly. Because Frank used to piss me off so much oh, when we talk about the Hornets. Uh-huh. Man, so I, I, I had to call him, man. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, um, uh, C.L. Brown, uh, he works for The Athletic now. He used to write with ESPN. Um, he's up in Raleigh. Uh, the guys from the sports shop, um, Jasmine Fritz, she does stuff with the sports shop. Um, Josh, who's with on Fox Sports, the black guy. Josh Sims, yeah. yeah, Josh Sims. He's cool. Um, Sheena Quick, she yeah. does uh, stuff. I'm cool she with her. Yeah, she does right a lot with the big three now. She does stuff with the Panthers. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have, I have, you know, I'm probably the closest with Sheena just because, you know, Birds of a birds, birds yeah. of a flat, birds of a feather. So we understand the struggle, and then we do stuff sometimes as far as talking about the games and stuff. We're both independent, so it's kind of it's kind of different. But um, yeah, but I don't have like 
Sheena would be, you know, you don't really have friends in this business because, you know, when you're independent, everybody thinks that you're competition low key. Like they act like they don't respect you, but low key, they know you're competition. So it's a very competitive thing. That seems to be a common narrative going on right now. Yes, I'm gonna talk about that. What happened? <laughs> it's an inside joke, and we, we oh, can't. Okay. Yeah, we have to talk about off it off. Screen. Yeah, off, off screen. screen. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We don't want to piss anybody else. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we're gonna uh, jump into our culture segment. All right. Uh, last week, LeBron James caused the ruckus in the uh, during the summer when the content is dry. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so basically, he's getting called out for being a parent. So. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, is, is he a bad parent? He's out of bounds? Or what's going on? LeBron James is not a bad parent. At, by no, I don't. Hey man, I saw that on Twitter, so it's real. Man, <laughs> it was on meme because if it's on a meme, it's really real. It's yeah, on I think okay. it was. I think it was done by Basketball Forever. Okay, so if it. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> Who is basketball forever? Nobody we should mention ever again. <laughs> okay. If you don't know, it's a good thing you don't know. So so here's the thing, man. You know, none of us obviously know LeBron James personally. We 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 can only look from the outside looking in. I there's no there's nothing that speaks to LeBron James being a bad parent. That's just that's that's outrageous. That's asinine. However <clears throat> Oh, here we go. However, my constant main criticism of LeBron James over his career. He's not a bad guy. He's a great ambassador for the NBA. But he's always been an attention whore, in my opinion. And sometimes when you seek attention, you get attention. Now, let's talk to you specifically what happened in the video. So, it's one thing, you know, son dunked the ball. He got excited. What parent shouldn't be excited about seeing his kid dunk? Maybe it's the first time. I don't know. Whatever. He's excited to see his kid dunk. Cool. He runs out on the court. I'm LeBron James. I'm going to run out on the court. Take a picture. Whatever. That's one. That's one thing. I'm sorry to say this, but him being in the layup line dunking was a little too much. Okay, for me, wait. Bro. T- let me explain this because I've been, I have attended, a, I've covered a game where LeBron's son was playing last year here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and um, shout out to them and CP3 because that was a, like one of the best like games, like middle school especially. You know, I don't go to middle school games. That was a heck of a game. You have to understand the amount of attention that being LeBron James brings, right? Why do you need more? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> People want to see that. And this is not something that he does, like, he does this even when the attention is not there. Yeah, we agree on that part. <laughs> but I don't see, I don't see, it would be different if it was you. And you got in the be. layup it line. Would be. It would totally these, be different. These people want to see funnier. these. You have you have hundreds of people crowding around because LeBron James is here and he's watching his son. And actually, like he really is kind of low key about it. And I know it doesn't sound. I'm I'm serious. At the game. It, there weren't like tons of security. Now he and his family were on the opposite side of the court right. where the players were, but also other players' families were over there. Mm-hmm. It was kind of chill. LeBron would be in the huddle, you know, because he kind of like serves as a coach too, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, really? Of course, but yeah. I mean, he is LeBron James. You just a hater. Oh, so I'm he sorry. would be, he would be, you know, anything. <laughs> He'll get in the layup line. Like when you are LeBron James, you are, are able to do these type of, of things. Course. But I don't get it. I don't take it as him being an attention whore. It's I know, just 
I don't know, think he was seeking attention. No. When he did. Um, now, he, he, and here's the deal, and you guys have kind of alluded to this. So if if Rodney Richardson goes out to a, a high school football game and it's in between the first and second quarter and he starts throwing the football out there, his son's on the sideline going crazy, Rodney is probably going to get asked to leave the field. Yeah, yeah. Because he's Rodney. He's not LeBron James. And – that's the only part. That's the only part that I'm having trouble with is that if the average Joe Blow does it, then it's like, Big nah, problem. get out of here, get the out. However, Joe, comma, but, but, however, I, comma, in a society where you see plenty of black boys growing up without their fathers, I can't bring myself to criticize what LeBron did. I'm, I'm so actually going to speak in LeBron James' favor one time because they're like. People would parents will tell you there are parents who do a lot worse at those games. I'll, I'll get yeah, I'll yeah, say yeah, that yeah, 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 there's, yeah. There's parents who do way worse than what LeBron James does. So in that instance, I'll actually be speaking his favor. But I'll say one more thing. So Kobe Bryant's little girl plays basketball too. He's over there chilling. Kobe's over there just watching the game. Are we really going to compare the two? Oh, I mean, we got we, we compare the two. Kobe's got, daughter is not dunking off the dribble. <laughs> And if she good, did, though. Kobe would go wild. But Kobe wasn't in the layup line uh, doing <laughs> with the dunk. versus boys, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going with it, Jamal. Um, it's I mean, not the same. It's the, person, it's the, person, it's the personalities. Um, um, I, I can't bring myself to criticize LeBron for but can I, can I, can I Can I say this? With all this being said, I'll say this. It's not a big deal. It's man. not. It's it's not. It's because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, his son goes home and says, my dad was dunking in my high school late line. And, and, and it take, probably takes some of the attention off him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He because he's the son of LeBron. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then his friends go home and say, Mom, I got to see LeBron James dunk in my high school layup line. And plus, it's not like LeBron James was on ESPN sounding like an idiot and trying to sell overpriced shoes. So, I mean, it's worse that can be done. <laughs> the, ki- the kids. All my sons gonna play in LA. The kids. <laughs> the kids seem to love it. And I saw a tweet, and maybe y'all have seen it too. They that said LeBron James is a dad that take all, takes all the players to McDonald's after the game, and then the son goes home. The mom is cooked, but the son doesn't want to eat. So the dad and the mom is mad. So the dad is mad at LeBron because the mom is mad because he doesn't want to eat because LeBron took him off from McDonald's. Like that's the kind of thing. Like well, you salty because of what? Like that was. It I wish I could have seen that tweet because I would have trolled it. Because why is mom and dad at home while the son is playing basketball anyway? You're going too uh-huh. deep into it. No, but. Uh, I, that's just me. Fair, fair I mean, question. I mean, my parents went there when I played high school sports, so like that's what I look at. So, but question: What if we wake up tomorrow and we see Levar Ball shooting three pointers at Lamelo's halftime? How are we <laughs> responding to this? Levar, Le, Le, first of all, can't hoop. That's why I said he does. He does. He does more talking with his mouth. Well, so he doesn't the, have to be he, a layup well, well, n- well, here's the deal. Um, no matter how you want to chop it up, LeVar Ball has better college stats than LeBron James. So, <laughs> okay. and it could be Michael Jordan. <laughs> so I'm just so now they got there in two different ways. Oh, but gosh. LeVar Ball has a platform. Okay, he has a very huge platform. So he, I think it's falling off. I think his I think his it's slowly are, it's slowly falling off. But his name still resonates. So if because LeVar Ball is not Rodney Richardson, 
He's not LeBron James, but he's not Rodney Rich. But he was the Carolina Panther, though. Who is Rodney Richardson? That's Rodney right there. Oh. That's right. I'm, 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 who do you keep bringing up Rodney Richardson? I'm using his name right I'm using his name. Yeah, but use his full name. I'm using his name in lieu of. I'm using his name in lieu of saying the average Joe. Okay, thank you. So he's not the average Joe, but he's not LeBron James. So if he goes out there, and I say three pointers because we know he can't dunk. Are we having the same reaction that we're having now in response to the Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, we're not having the same reaction. So it, so it just depends on the person. To be honest with you, his, his layup line to me is calling Cowherd and, and, and ESPN. And stuff it, that's like that. true. That is his layup that line. Right, line. I don't even know if he can go on any of those networks anymore now. He can go on. He, the ESPN banned him. That was it. Maybe you guys should, should switch gears. I know. I was like, I what would we do? <laughs> touche. Touche. Excellent work. Excellent work, man. But, but, but LeVar's making a comeback, so that, that, that kid's going to be a lottery pick. I think LaMelo's going to be legit. Y'all I, think LaMelo? I, I think LaMelo's going to be legit. I think he's pretty straight. I think LaMelo's going to be legit. He might be better than, than yeah, I, I don't I, think Lonzo is that good anyway. So hopefully he is better. Wow, could you imagine Lamelo on the Hornets? And we somebody had to say it. Oh, somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it, man. No. You don't want you don't want Lamelo. No, no, we don't want Lavar. <laughs> we want Lamelo to be well, fine. That Lavar Jordan circus. Oh my God, Lord have mercy, man. Listen, you think the Jordan hate at you? least somebody would be talking about the Hornets. They don't talk about them now. No, they talk about them. They okay. talk about them. You're about just them. not a fan. You're not. You're not negotiating no, in the fan base. But they, there's some no outside of the fan base. Yeah, agree. Outside of the outside of the diehard Hornets fan base. No, no, no. Listen, no, I, we, we get your point. Na- national media, yeah, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Around these parts. Yeah, we. we the only way we get talked about is if we get Rozier 18 million per. That's the only that's, that's what, yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, we dig that. Well, not really, but we understand where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. So, we're going to uh, jump into <laughs> Elevated J's album review. Uh, what'd you think, Jamal? I think it'd be nice to have him here, Elevated J. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, moving on. As far as the album goes, man, so my music snobbery knows no bounds, and y'all know how I am about music, but let me say that I really enjoyed this album. I did, man. It's. It's shut up, Rodney. Man, don't make that <laughs> face, man. So he had his uh his first sing his first single, which I have to look up because I can't remember it off the top of my head. Which is uh God, come on, come on. Come hey, on, is it on. like hey y'all for y'all for y'all for y'all for y'all? For y'all. For y'all. For y'all. I dig the video. Uh, I think my man Surf shot the video, so shout out to Surf, man. Um, nah, man, this is good work, man. I I've actually listened to uh, Jay's other work, man. I I think this is his best work. Um, I I'll, I'll say this about him personally, man, like. You know, Charlotte's hip hop scene is blossoming bubbling, right now, man. It's bubbling. bubbling right now, man. I I love to see it, bro. Love it, man. And I, and I think Jay should be next, off, based off yeah, his his agreed. work, man. Jay Seriously, Blue, man. Jay agree. Jay, yeah. Jay needs to be next, man. And I, cause let me let me let me say this. There are certain artists I've heard before they blew up, and I always say, all right, that guy's next. Like I've always accurately predicted that dude's next. Jay is really close to being next. That's I'll say that that's much. You said the baby was next. I didn't. Well, no, but oh. I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> story, before before I give my review, I'm gonna throw a quote out there that I saw on Twitter the other day. When it comes to North Carolina, um, I saw something basically that said that uh, J J Cole put North Carolina on the map, but the baby is showing the world how dudes in Charlotte really act. This is, this is the elementary truth. 
<laughs> moving on. Okay, so man, moving on. You know what? Why it can't be both, man? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm gonna put this in proper context. I'm from Beattysport Road. I look like the average babies for a road dude. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, there, there's, it, it's not one. Th- I, I am pretty old, man. You don't got to point that out every week. But yeah, man. So, but back to Elevated J, man. Uh, you ain't never lied. Is my favorite joint off the album, man. Um, again, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really proud of him. I've seen him live at Snug Harbor tons of times, man. So I'm, I'm happy to see the success, man. Yeah, and I pretty much co-signed what Jamal said. Um, it actually took me a few listens to, to dig the album because. I just got introduced to Elevator J about two, three months ago, and I've been <laughs> and I've been listening to um, his last release in 2017. That that's kind of how I've I pitch Elevator J, and this this project is a is a lot different yeah. than yeah, his yeah. last project. But the more and more that I listen to it, the more and more that I'm loving the album. So y'all y'all know like I'm real big on the word artist. Remember that argument and. I, I really admire people who produce their own music. Like he's stepping into the realm of producing his own music, man, mm-hmm. and that's really dope in my opinion, man. And and it, and it sounds good, gotcha, which is gotcha, most gotcha. important. So yeah. So. And one thing I love about this album, it's like a class. It's like a blend of classic Southern hip hop. Yeah. Like back to the and I think that was intentional too. Troy's and stuff like that, and, and, and I just love the joint back then. I, I love it so. Much. Now we're speaking music now. So Vashti, what's in your playlist right now? Oh, I don't. Oh, goodness. What's in your playlist? It, anything goes. Trust me. Rod, I mean, Rod, I will, listen. I do. listen to to everything. I really. I mean, don't get a cliche answer. I listen to everything. Like, I do. On. I do listen to everything. I listen to. I have a. I listen to her. I listen to Jill Scott. I listen to Dwelle. I listen to. Rick Ross. I listen to the Baby. Future. Has, has, I really listen to I, re, I I really listen to everything. I I have not listened to Elevator so, so, J though, so I will I will listen to that on my on my so, drive so home. So on your way to the game, mm-hmm. you want to get high. What do you what do you put on in the car? Um, I don't really have a specific go to. Like I'll put on like probably Pandora's gotcha. Pandora like a radio station. When I went to FanFest, I listened to like old school Rick Ross. He always gets okay. me going for whatever reason. Um, so yeah. Picture. He that yeah, he does. Officer Ricky so you're at a you're you're <laughs> hosting. So shady. Jeez, I know, right? All the time. Wait, you're you're hosting a cookout. Are you listening to the Beyonce version? <laughs> Before I let go, I'm, I I got it. I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to both. I will pay homage to the original first, and then you can mix in the Beyonce after. That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. I have to pick one. Yes. <sighs> choose choose correctly. <laughs> okay, is it a cookout like right? I mean, it, it's it's a cookout with your aunts and your uncles. And your oh, cousins. I'm a, my aunts. Uh, I played original. All right, yeah, I played original. Okay, now you you said a few um, troubling statements throughout the the podcast, so I have to ask you this question: <laughs> Do you know how to play spades? Child, please. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take that as a yes. Then I'll take that as a yes. Now, now, what troubling statements did I say to make you question whether if I whether well, I could play you're spades? You're from South Carolina, so, so you know. <laughs> so then you know. Then 
know. No. Then you should know. Oh, Wait. Yeah, we, don't need, we don't need first. Rodney. <laughs> she knows who Rodney, Rodney. is now. <laughs> I can't play spades. Yeah. <laughs> I just never want to learn. Uh, <laughs> You're from Charleston? Yep. And you don't know how to play spades? Mm. I'm so I'm I'm spades. judging. <laughs> I got we one. learned I learned how to play spades when I was like nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one more question, and I'll, I'll leave it on. When you are playing spades, is it Joker, Joker, Deuce, or is it Joker, Joker, Deuce, Deuce? First of all, when I'm with my family, is Joker, Joker, Ace. They play straight old school, like <laughs> yeah, it ain't like. I'm sorry when, when when I'm playing with my uncles and my my cousins like old school is Joker they don't, what is a deuce it's Joker Joker Ace now if I'm playing with you know fellow millennials it's Joker if they play like I don't play with either I don't like two deuces that's too much it is you don't it need is. two deuces you really don't even need a deuce but if we playing with deuces Joker 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 deuce not I, two deuces I secretly don't know how to play spades that well so I'm trying to, you need to shave your friend too you don't know how to play spades either jamal not that well not that well no. we might need some roster changes yeah, on this podcast <laughs> Jeez, this is jamal this is troubling we got to play spades next week i play madden what's it i play madden too <sighs> good okay and uh i'm gonna start it off by shouting out uh jennifer king uh, she oh, was yeah. the, uh, arm, the uh, running back coach mm-hmm. during uh, FanFest. She's a uh, coaching intern. Uh, Jake Peets, was, uh, his wife was in labor. She, st- she stood in for him. Awesome job. Good stuff. Who wants it next? I'll go next. <clears throat> um, I will shout out uh, Off the Wall, and King and Justice for doing a Michael Jackson tribute last night. Uh, great crowd. Uh, great event as always. I also uh, would like to shout out just my uh, – Kind of my my close friends, my family. Uh, yeah, they know yesterday was a rough day for me, man. So I I appreciate the love everybody gave me yesterday. So I'll just shout out them. Yeah. Okay, I want to shout out Ariane and uh, Erica, uh, their husband and wife team. Who a couple years ago they created a Play More Sports. It's primarily a kickball league, but they've um they've kind of expanded into I think uh, basketball and other sports. And as we're talking right now, um. They have a pretty big uh, kickball tournament going on right now. Today is the uh, the women's tournament. Yesterday was a co-ed tournament. And um, it took them about a year to put this together. And um, ESPN Charlotte is out there. They got other vendors. Uh, there's like $5,000 on the line. And um, so far, it's been a hugely successful event. And um, I'm just happy that they were um, able to pull it off. And I uh, just want to say shout-out to those guys. Good stuff. All right. Oh, well, I didn't know I was going to yeah. have to shout out. Uh, you're part of the family. Well, right? I, you know, I don't talk about her enough, so I want to shout out my mom. She's yeah. like my mentor, and she's my biggest supporter, so. All right. Shout out my mom. There you have it. Kaz, you have a shout out, brother? Not a shout out. I'm just thinking about the victims of yet another yeah. mass yeah. shooting. Two. We have to do something. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. No Close on. Thank you for watching the construction. Thank you to our guests today. You were Thanks for having me. Sure. I enjoyed it. <laughs> all right, then. All right, we'll see y'all next week. time. All right. Hold it down. Peace. P.O.P. Good shit, y'all.